This episode mentions abuse in relationships. If you or someone you know is experiencing this, please call 1-800-RESPECT. That is 1-800-737-732. Muse Mondays with Kyan and Jade. Talking all things music, starting in... Three, two... One. Welcome back to Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade, where we keep you up to date with everything that's happening in the music scene. This episode, we're going to go over Taylor Swift's All Too Well short film. We're going to tell you all the cool details about it, as well as some Easter eggs you can find in the film clip. We're going to talk about Adele's live stream. Drake and Kanye West have squashed their beef, so we'll get into that. And Lil Nas X shared Who Said No to being on his latest album. Alrighty, so we held off watching this Taylor Swift music video short film till today when we recorded because I wanted to give our honest raw reactions and holy moly, we just finished watching it. I still have goosebumps. Me too. The whole time I was just different phases of it and you're probably exactly the same, different phases. You're just like, oh my God, and goosebumps throughout your whole body. It's such an intense video. Oh my God. First of all, I'm not really like a big Taylor Swift fan. I've just never personally like respect her so much the music industry she's done so much and she's also really supportive for other artists love her as a person i just personally can't get into her music it's just not my genre which is fine fair enough can't be for everybody but i respect her anyways oh my god i'm just blown away by that like i feel so sorry for her one i want to give her a hug and be like oh my god you're okay you're gonna be okay i love you it's okay and also the actors and actresses is in this stop so sadie sink is the one who played the young taylor swift Mm -hmm. and then dylan o'brien played the man and they are both just so professional and just they really really made me feel like i was in the situation oh my i remember like you were literally like making comments throughout it and like i was just so immersed in the video like i literally like i was going through all these stages of distraught thinking like (laughs) i've never actually had to experience this in my life so thank fuck but like i'm going through all the stages of grief i'm like oh i've just lost my boyfriend oh i thought i loved him oh he cheated (laughs) on me oh this happened (laughs) and the amount of shade Oh my gosh, just the lyrics. There were so many times, I think it was like, what, two or three times we had to rewind it just to listen to the lyrics because we're like, did she actually just say that? There was one part where I rewinded it four times (laughs) just to listen to the one part. So I was like, I was like, Jade, Jade. And you're probably like, yes, I've already heard it. But I'm like, listen, (laughs) (laughs) did you hear? (laughs) So what I've gotten from this, she's exposed him for liking younger girls. That was the line that I rewinded about four times. That was intense. It just sort of popped out like popped up out of nowhere i was like yes taylor throw that shade so much shade because <laughs> like ugh, i can't remember it off my heart but it was like i will go on with age but your lovers stage stay the same and i was like oh i get older but your lovers stay the same age mm-hmm. i'm just still like honestly i'm still in shock like i'm still like processing it all like first of all like i said earlier sadie sink is an amazing actress i very first mm. saw her on stranger things mm-hmm. and now she's oh i've just gained so much respect for her because I think the thing was as well watching this music video I felt very uncomfortable just because like you could visibly see their age difference. Mm. Sadie played a teenager in Stranger Things so I've always thought she was a teenager. She's not a teenager. How old is she? She's like 20. Ah, still pretty young (laughs) for their uh, relationship. And for the situations. Like if you think about them those are pretty grown situations. Yeah like there was all this happening and then in the middle she says something about your 21st birthday and then I was like oh my she was going through all of this and she was just turning 20 21? There was just, there was a scene of her blowing out her 21st candles and things.
things like that. I was so young. <laughs> what? Did you, do you remember the lyrics for that? Because I actually rewinded it and made you listen, remember? Yeah. Um, it, it was like, you know, oh, you sat there and like making jokes with my dad, sipping coffee like you're on late night TV. And then he watched me watch the door yearning for you to come on my 21st birthday the whole night. And you didn't come. Shame on you, whoever you are. <laughs> I've seen things where people reckon it is, but it's not confirmed. So I feel like we shouldn't say it. But we're all thinking the same person. <laughs> we know who you're talking about. It starts with a J. Yep. And if you even look up anything to do with Taylor Swift right now, his name will pop up. Mm-hmm. We're just not going to say it because we're not out here to spread false information. <laughs> I've also found out today that a lot of her music is written about different people. I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, oh yeah, I really like style. And she was like, that song's about Harry Styles. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> no wonder you like it. No wonder. <laughs> it's totally not like literally on the wall right there. I've got a um, Harry Styles going on. Anyways. I think this video represented a real relationship really, really well. Obviously a dysfunctional one though. Yeah. But like real. Because like with celebrities and things, you always see just, you know, happy on Instagram and what they want us to see. And now Taylor Swift's given us this and it gives us such a big depth in, I don't know. I feel like I can understand her music a bit more because mm. before it was always like oh like she's complaining about another guy and this video I'm like oh my gosh like it's just so much more real now right that was my exact thing that I was literally about to say like you know the whole complaining about another guy that was like the running joke for ages that she mm. can't keep a man and all that kind of stuff but that's the kind of stuff that she had to deal with no wonder she didn't keep a man I would not no <laughs> And a lot of people can't get out of those situations and it sucks for them. So, like, good on her. And it's, like, spreading awareness as well because that, I reckon, like, because she could have stayed in that and then it could have become more abusive. Yeah. Because, like, to me, what I was getting off that, that was more, like, emotional. Definitely. But then it could have turned physical. Yeah. Mm. It seemed like it was sort of projecting to be that way. Mm. Like, it was going to turn into that. And I think it's a good way of showing, like, the starting signs yeah, of like, a bad relationship. Yeah, like recognizing the signs. One thing I did want to bring up though was that one scene in the middle of the song when the music stopped right after they're mm-hmm. at that dinner party mm-hmm. and they're like all chatting and she's kind of just like this Sadie, which is like young Taylor. Young Taylor is sat there just kind of like, you know, twiddling her thumbs, being like, oh, like I feel uncomfortable. Like you can, visi- you can visibly see that she's uncomfortable. Yeah. And like she grabs his hand and then he just like flicks it off. Yeah. And then the argument. Yeah. And then it shows them at home. And then he's like, oh, what's wrong with you? And she's like, nothing. And then he's like, well, I can see something's wrong. Sort of like that on those tracks. And then it goes into an argument, sort of screaming at each other and crying sort of argument, not like a calm one. But can we just talk about the gaslighting in this scene? Oh my God. That was the first, well, actually the first thing that I noticed straight away was she finished doing the dishes and he brought over a dirty dish and I got annoyed at that. But <laughs> Very subtle. Nice touch, Taylor. So I was just like, oh, she's oh. just finished emptying that and you've just brought over a dirty dish and placed in the sink. Don't you dare do that to my mum. <laughs> um, anyways, I'll uh, take my anger out somewhere else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the gaslighting was horrible. Like, he was like, oh, well, you know, that's not how it was. If you feel that way, like, you should have said, like, it was all like, you know, if, and I was like, oh, you stop gaslighting, young Sadie. I'm coming for yeah. you. Like, I'm sorry you feel like that. And then at the end when he was like, I'm sorry for flicking your hand. Like, it was nothing when she just brought it up. And, and he was like, he was like, I didn't flick your hand. And she's like, well, you did. Yeah. And we all saw it on video. So you did. You did. (laughs) It was in the script. (laughs) But like, the guest 
exciting. Like, all jokes aside, we always say, like, the there's, like, that running joke of the girl boss gaslight gatekeep. All situations, gaslighting is not good. Mm-mm. Not good. It's a big no-no. Gaslighting, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, because it is sort of a newer term, I'd say, it is to manipulate someone by psychological means into doubting their own sanity, which is what she says. She says, you're making me feel so stupid, even though, you know, she had valid points. She did. Like, her, like first of all, she felt like she was didn't know anybody because she didn't. Mm-hmm. And she was like, everybody's really too old for me. I can't relate to them. And he's like, well, you know, it's not my fault. I haven't seen them in 10 years. You just got to let me have fun with my friends. Like, you know, if you feel that way, then you should have said something. She's like, what, what do you want me to do? Things like that, when you're in a relationship, this is what I don't really understand. And it might just be my very independent side coming out. If your partner, like, wants to see their friends they haven't seen in 10 years... I don't see why you would bring your partner who's a lot younger, wouldn't relate to them, doesn't know any of them, is obviously going to be uncomfortable, but will go to support you. But, like, why would you bring them? Just have time with your friends and they can do their own thing. Like, you're allowed to be your own person and have your own friends, even if you're in a relationship. Yeah, which all comes back to boundaries, though, in a healthy relationship. That's the kind of thing that you have to discuss. And, you know, I feel like that's something that people in relationships should figure out. Like, okay, well, we need to have a healthy relationship. We need to discuss our boundaries. You know, that's the conversations that you have. And it all goes back to communication. But one point that I was going to bring up, though, in, like, defense of her being there mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay, cool. These are his friends. He wants to introduce them. Yeah. But he didn't do a good job. No. And it was made very clear that in the video that, like, he wasn't including her. Yeah, at all. At he all. wasn't even looking at her. It really got me when she reached for his hand because... You know, like, you're desperate. You don't know anyone and you're just like, I just need some sort of connection because I'm feeling panicky right now. So you reach over for your partner's hand and when they shoo it away, oh, just glass shatters. Just the world breaks. You're just like, oh, no, that one bit of support that I needed right now is gone. I would have got up and left. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> I would have literally been like, I'm, I'm, I'm be outside. I'm be out there. <laughs> I'll wait in the car. <laughs> I literally would have. Like, why would I stay there? I feel uncomfortable. Fair enough. And that's your independent side coming out too. Yeah. I don't know. Well, anyways, just watching it, like, really brought up so many emotions. Like, I personally haven't been in, like, a serious, really serious relationship before in my life. Mm. So, I haven't really gone through anything like that. I've kind of just always been, like, you know, YOLO and live on my own because, like, I don't need anybody. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it was just very, like, I felt like I had experienced that before in my life, seeing that. I was like, oh, my God, it makes me sad. But, like, <laughs> I, I've never gone through that. The way how it was done was very good. Yes. I think, and Taylor Swift actually wrote and directed the entire thing. So it kind of plays into her creativity and how she wants to portray things. And she's done really, really well. Can I just say, you know, there's this saying, the devil works hard, but Taylor Swift works harder. She's proven us once again that she does. Not only was it a year ago, last Wednesday, that she released, like started recording all of her old masters. Yeah. She's released like three or four of the re-recorded albums. What a beast. I feel like she she kind of puts the bar very high for other artists. Oh, yeah. Like I said before, I struggle to get into her music, but one thing I do appreciate, well, I appreciate lots of things about Taylor. One, she's very, very, very ride or die with mm. her, like, friends. Yeah. Like Selena Gomez, for example. How many years they've been friends? God knows, but <laughs> they are, like, still besties to this day. Mm. She is ride or die, and her fans are like a cult. Yeah crazy fans (laughs) but in saying that they've got a reason her music connects with people on a deeper level and just for us both who don't regularly listen to taylor swift heard that and could resonate somewhere with that just proves 
how talented she is. Yeah. Yeah. So in this video clip, they have like little title pages sort of thing, which goes mm. to like another year or a few months later or something. It's kind of almost like she was referencing like from the start to the end of the whole relationship. Like the whole thing was like a full relationship. It was like, you know, the start yeah. then like where it kind of started to get rocky, then like where it broke down, where it ended and where we are now. Mm. I like as well that she didn't go straight for like everything's happy to sort of bad to super bad. I like that she went from really happy to sort of bad to back to really happy to really bad because which, that's actually how it goes. <laughs> which shows an unhealthy relationship. Yes. Because if you think about an emotionally abusive relationship, I'm pretty sure you're going to have your good days and your bad days. Like it goes very yeah. much up and down and like she showcased that so well. Like, like I said, I felt like I experienced that. Mm. So the title screens, I think they broke it up really, really well. And they sort of gave you like a premeditation of what the next bit was going to be about. So you expect, you had your expectations in your mind and then she just broke them (laughs) with every single scene. And the transition at the end, when she goes from young Taylor to actual Taylor in the video clip. I didn't even realize. I was like, that's, that's actually Taylor Swift. And Ryan was like, oh my God. (laughs) Because she's got red hair in it and it was just, I don't know, it's just such like a, is that Taylor Swift? And they're both wearing Taylor's signature red lip. Yeah. I found like this article on Nine where basically they're going through all of the little Easter eggs in this film. Ooh. First of all, the one, it was like, we see Sadie Sink asking Dylan O'Brien, are you real? Which is a nod to some of the song's lyrics. Mm-hmm. That also, um, when the song opens up, it like when the film opens up, it opens to a quote from Pablo Nerida. Um, that she also included in the liner notes for Red in 2012. Hmm. Um, The poem is... I actually cannot pronounce any of this. Um, (laughs) It's all written in a different language. However, it has been translated here, and it says, Love is so short, forgetting is so long. Already starting it off, like, wanting me to cry. Damn. Love is so short, forgetting is so long. Like, looking at your facial expressions right now, you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, just bringing up some past. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was actually thinking about, like, all my past relationships and things. I'm like, I know, was forgetting longer. (laughs) Well, I mean, you think about it, right? Like, you still, if somebody says their name, you remember all of your experiences. That's true. Just like if you hear a loud car, you're like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that also, an establishing shot, so the next shot was, like, out of the Woods, which is a nod to her lead single from yeah, out 1989. Of the, the album 1989, not the year 1989. Obviously. <laughs> so the details. She's done so like the little details, like so many Easter eggs. So I've just found out here in that same film clip, you see them driving a Mercedes Benz. Mm. It was made in 1989. <gasps> Damn. Taylor, what are you doing to me? I wonder if that was just a random coincidence. No, there's no no way. There's no way. I hope not. I really hope not. Even if it was, and if I was Taylor Swift and that was an accident and like someone posted an article and was like, oh, well, that's cool. I'd be like, yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah, obviously. Claim it, obviously. It's already done. So when the male character gets out of the car, they're sort of like arguing. Then he starts like screaming on the phone and Taylor Swift's younger self Goes and sits in the car because she doesn't want to be a part of that. And that scene recalls photos taken of Swift and Hall driving in Los Angeles. So I guess it's like the same. Yeah, so it's like basically she's gone down to the exact detail. She goes, well, this is recreating my experience. 
that's happened. So basically, it's confirmed the whole entire song is about that guy. Yeah. Because it's literally depicting, like, frame for frame photos what were taken of her. Yeah. In Los Angeles, back when she was that age, in that relationship, to now. They've now recreated it in the short film. I've also seen this TikTok, right? Bit off topic. But it was like the three minute version of All Too Well. Like, oh my God, like I miss you. You still have my scarf. The 10 minute version is like, you know what? Fuck you and your mom and your dad. And like, <laughs> you did this and you ruined my life. And, like, and I was like, now I've seen it. I understand. It's totally like that. Another Easter egg was when they're at that dinner party. I actually noticed this and I thought it was weird, but I didn't really think too much of it. I was just like, oh, that's a bit strange. All of the wine glasses on the table are shown either empty or mostly empty, except for sinks. So young Taylor Swift's. What do you think that means? The symbolism. She's underage. Because oh. she'll be under the age of 21. Oh my God. Because in America, you have yep. to be 21 to drink. She told Rolling Stone in 2012 that she had her first sip of alcohol on her 21st birthday. God, you're smart. Look at you. In with the Americans. My brain actually works. <laughs> she said, I knew I couldn't get away with it until then. So that's why her glass is full because she's underage and she can't drink it. Oh my God. Taylor. Okay. I get, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Taylor Swift is one smart woman. When she's gone down to literally that tiny of a detail, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you're gone. Who else would have thought of that? Not I wouldn't me. have. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Something really, really, really interesting. <laughs> that fight scene where the music cuts out in the middle that we were talking about earlier was mostly improvised. Can you be- proving how good of actresses like, and actors they are? Apparently, Taylor Swift told Jimmy Fallon they were so electric and improvising a lot of what they were doing so we just couldn't take the camera off them i can't believe that was improvised props to them respect i hope they win something from this because like they did amazing oh my god totally like the whole entire time goosebumps i I still kind of have goosebumps talking about it my arms are still covered in goosebumps (laughs) i know every time we bring up a new topic and i remember like that scene of it i'm like oh there it is again (laughs) oh my god honestly so in the film you see sadie writing on the little typewriter because i remember you're like why is she using a typewriter writer like yeah. it's 21st century um apparently taylor swift wrote all too well after a long period of writer's block so that symbolized it uh. taylor you are one smart woman so going towards the end of the film clip just to wrap it up for time wise um where it goes from like 13 years difference so it goes from like her old age where she also goes and says you know oh my like I will go on an age but your lover's age will still be the same and I was like oh yes Taylor <laughs> and she also kept on um mentioning affair mm. do you not notice that no she mentioned it so many times she's like oh the love affair how did it affect you oh the love affair oh the love affair and I was like is she talking about like their like their full relationship or is she talking about like an affair affair an affair affair Anyways. We'll find out one day. We will. (laughs) It'll all come to fruition at one point. After talking about that 13-year time jump when they transition to different, you know, the different actresses. (laughs) Um, They're actually wearing the same rings. So Taylor Swift, when she's playing Taylor Swift, is wearing the same rings that the 20-year-old Taylor Swift was wearing. She really went down to the exact details for this. And that's one thing. Oh, my God. I, I think I'm becoming a Taylor Swift fan. You should be a Taylor Swift fan. Join me. Join the dark side. Join the dark side. (laughs) There was a scene right at the end where 
she's matured and she's doing like a talk or a lecture or something yeah she was like announcing a book or something like that. yeah. that's what it looked like and it was just like females in the audience so it was obviously like an empowering thing and then it pans to the male character looking inside and being I think that it symbolises like he's seeing all her success and being like fuck or he's like stalking her yeah but it's like how can you not stalk Taylor Swift because <laughs> she's everywhere I mean it's kind of hard not to yeah true yeah. this video would be perfect for an English like comparison sort of thing oh my god yeah like so many people will be studying this in like english Mm -hmm. classes from now on even media classes yeah there's just so much symbolism and so many different little things like we were going over all those little easter eggs and everything it's just it would be really good okay moving on to our next topic um i want to go over adele's new album that dropped um and she did a live show Ooh. i don't know if you saw about the live show at the show someone got proposed to and it was awesome and it was she was blindfolded when she came out and the audience was quiet and Adele said if any of you talk I'm gonna kill you (laughs) before they came out and they came out blindfolded it was all dark and then it was just like the cutest proposal ever oh my gosh and then all the lights came up and Adele came out and she was just her face she emerged out of the darkness (laughs) 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 that was my favorite part when she was like hello (laughs) hello she said it in a little you're right yeah you're right and she's like (gasps) And then she's like, it's a doll. Yeah, she's like, like, fuck the proposal. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it was so cute. Like, they were both crying. And she's like, shut up, get up. Like, come on, like, let's go. Like, I love you. Like, uh." and she's like, oh, like, you can have my kids and all that. I was like, oh. (laughs) And then when they went to sit down, Adele was like, oh, go take your seats. Next to Lizzo. And Melissa McCarthy. Are you joking? Like She just about passed out, that woman. <laughs> I need to step up, like, my acting skills, you know? i got to get some random proposals everywhere I've gone. You may as well just... Pro- we'll just propose to each other at, yeah. at a Adele concert just to get that attention. Yeah. What are they going to do? Anyways, that's going to be my new standard. If you don't propose to me at a concert, like a Doja Cat concert or an Adele concert. In front, like... In it front has of to everybody. be exactly. Yeah. I've got to be like the main star of the show. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Everyone's paying to see Kyan, obviously. Yeah, duh. Duh. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not going to say yes unless it's like that. So take yeah, notes. So anyone out there, start thinking which concert. <laughs> Anyways, going to the actual event. Mm-hmm. This was, it's called the One Night Only Special. Went for two hours. She did like this big long interview with Oprah Winfrey. By the way, Oprah Winfrey is one of my favorite interviewers of all time. The way how she interviews people is just on another level. She gets so much information out of people so casually and they feel so comfortable. I aspire to be like her interview skills one day. The views of this show actually set a record. Broke records. It got more views than the Oscars the Grammys, the MTV Awards, the Emmys, all of that. It got over 9.92 million viewers. I'll bet you anything for next year's award shows, Adele's going to host like five of them. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And she'll probably win like five or six yeah. prizes as well. <laughs> 100%. I just, yeah, I just can't get over how Adele mer- emerged out of the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you're right. <laughs> I love her personality. I'm so glad she's back. And I feel like this time around, like when I was younger, obviously her other albums came out. So I could never relate to them. Like, obviously I know like Rolling in the Deep and like all that kind of music, but like her actual new songs, I feel like I can relate to them and I understand them now. Yeah, I get that too. I feel, I don't know. I feel like I can, I don't even know, listen to Adele more than I could have when I was younger. Mm, Because she talks about like adult things that we wouldn't understand. Yeah. Another fun thing that happened throughout the week, Kanye West and Drake, they've had a feud since 2010. Um, yeah, they're friends again. <laughs> yep. It just through like a post on Instagram, he posted and was like, 
just want to kill the feud pretty much. So now they're friends. I noticed he's been doing that a lot lately. He apologized to Soldier Boy and then Soldier Boy was like a little rat about it. it was like, I'm the only person in the world that's got an apo- apology from Kanye West. And it's like, all right, cool. He apologized to you, but I don't be dig about it. Yeah, I wonder what his main plan is because I feel like he's such a sneaky person and such so good at like what he does that he has to have an alter motive. I would say he's more like a visionary. So like he's more like envisioning what could this look like 10 years in the future? What could this look like five years in the future? Hmm. I feel like we have said that in past episodes as well. Somebody yeah. said that about him. I totally agree because I feel like he's thinking me and Drake having a feud long term doesn't work out because no. we could be making a lot more money being friends. 100%. And they could be. <laughs> like, yeah. Definitely. Do you remember the song that was like Poopity Scoop? The Poopity Scoop. Scoopity Poop. Yeah, that was actually him taking the track that Drake wanted and just releasing that song. <laughs> Good. Anyways. <laughs> so yeah, that's their feud. <laughs> it's been going on for so long, like, I don't even know what it's about at this point. It's yeah, just no. music stuff. But yeah, friends again, so we don't need to worry about it. So Lil Nas X released an album, which we... Sp- spoke about it was our first ever episode and in an interview with gq he was asked about how many times he reached out to people for features while working on montero and he said that he usually doesn't ask for features but every feature that he asked for on the album worked out except for drake and Nicki minaj when i saw this there's been all these jokes about him begging Nicki minaj for a feature on twitter <laughs> and that everybody like roasts him for it they're like yo like because he back way back like people came out that he had like before he was out Mm-hmm. basically yeah. as gay um they came out and said oh well, you had a Nicki Minaj fan page like you must be gay like kind of stuff and he's like no I don't have it I know no it's not me it's like one of the biggest fan pages mm. and then he admitted to it later and then Nicki Minaj was like why did you hide like why did you lie and she and then he explained and she understood right because like a lot of like you know if, if you're a male and you're a friend of Nicki people just assume that you're gay yeah, it's just how it is. Yeah, which is which like it rude. shouldn't be. Yeah, apparently you didn't ask them like personally. It was just kind of like through labels, kind of communication. Yeah. So also could have been. I feel like if you had asked them personally, it would have been a very different story. I think so too. I think with labels, it probably just got like, oh, you want to do a song for Lil Nas X? And they'd be like, oh, I don't have time. Or like, oh, like no, I don't like how that sounds. Drake, I understand because he did release heaps of songs this year, so he actually like didn't have time. Yeah. Nicki Minaj, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's raising a baby, though. That's true. Have you seen the songs that apparently they were meant to be on? The one that he wanted Nicki Minaj to be on was Industry Baby. No. <laughs> Wouldn't have worked. I'm sorry. No, not <laughs> no. at all. Not at all. I just don't see how that would have worked. Jack Harlow makes that song, like, next level. I love yeah. Jack Harlow's voice, like, verse in that. Everybody simps over him hardcore. I mean, I understand. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Yeah. But also, Drake was meant to be on Dollar Sign Slime. I see it. That works. Yeah. Because Dollar Sign Slime has Megan Thee Stallion on it, so it would have been Drake, Megan Mm. Thee Stallion, Lil Nas X. That would have been... I reckon that that song would have been a lot, like, more listened to if it had Drake on it as well. Definitely. Honestly, he he did say, though, that he feels like everything worked out eventually because Jack Harlow and him now had the number one hit in multiple countries around the world. So... Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't have been number one if it was Nicki Minaj. I don't know. I just don't... I can't really picture how she would have intertwined her like style into the song a bit yeah it just doesn't make sense like because she would be talking about like butts <laughs> like girl stuff like yeah yeah like her private parts when it's like this song is about like literally like men 
Yeah. I'm glad that it was Jack Harlow. I think it really works out for him. Mm, yeah. And for us, because now we get that great song. All right, now moving on to our favourite songs of the week. I'll let you kick it off. What's your favourite songs this week? Well, One Republic have come out with a song called Sunshine, and it is really good. When I first listened to it, I was like, this isn't One Republic. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it is. It just doesn't really sound like them. It's really upbeat, chill. Great song for summer, obviously, because it says sunshine another song i've been listening to is by broods it's called heartbreak and it's a bit slow a bit sort of different to the other things it's very groovy and it's latest single for their forthcoming album space island which will be released on february 18th so if the album is like anything like this song perfect we'll have to dedicate an episode to it then 100 percent. i can't wait so yeah they're my songs what have you been listening to well um i've been listening to a song called knock yourself out mm-hmm. by <laughs> sophia scott iggy azalea and renee blair never heard of sophia scott or renee blair obviously know who iggy azalea is yeah but oh my god like i played you it before we started recording and like your reaction you're like oh my god what yeah and then i was like is that iggy azalea and you're like yeah and i was yeah. like damn making a comeback it's it's such a super fun song. Like, I re- that would be massive in America. Definitely. Because, like, it's all American artists. It kind of sounds a little bit country, which is like, ugh. Um, I'm not really a big country fan. I was like, ugh, gross. It's so groovy. It's really, really good. Like, if you take anything away from our favorite songs this week, it's that one. Yeah. And also talking about that, we've got a cool announcement that's coming up after this. Yeah. Um, my second favorite new release is Charlie XCX. Can I just say she has stepped up her game? She a while ago like left her whole like hyper pop thing behind because mm. hyper pop obviously is like its own little genre that people adore. It's gone for like a very like 80s kind of like synthy style music. And oh mm. my god, it's called New Shapes. It's featuring Christine and the Queens and Caroline Polacek. I'm obsessed with this song. <laughs> I played it to you, remember? And I was doing like the... Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, it's honestly like I was at the concert. She had (laughs) all of the lip syncing spot on. (laughs) Could tell you watch like those drag queen shows. (laughs) They do the lip sync battles. All the piano little synth things spot on. (laughs) It was crazy. (laughs) I wish I filmed it, but (laughs) I didn't. I mean, I can re-recreate it. I don't have a problem with that. No issue. (laughs) Alrighty, so it's time for our big announcement. Um, We've created a Spotify playlist. Ooh. So now you can follow the official Muso Mondays playlist. We're going to obviously add it to our little link in our bio of our Instagram and also be on our Facebook page. We've now got a Facebook page. I finally created one. (laughs) Jeez Louise. It's only taken me 10 episodes. But go on, like us on Facebook as well. The playlist it basically has all of our favorite songs of the week that we say every single episode in one yeah chug it all in there so you can have a good old listen yeah it's basically going to be like our recommendation for what you should listen to and we're just going to be updating it after every episode no songs will get deleted from it and then when you hear a song that we're talking about you can just go and straight away listen to it you don't have to search for it or remember who it's by what the name is it's right there yeah and like i if i'm on top of my game i might even update the playlist before i even put out the episode so you can listen to it before you listen to our episode sneak peek which then you can understand what we're talking about yeah. So, you know, if you're interested in the whole Knock Yourself Out song and also the Broods song, head over to our playlist 
and give it a stream. And of course, don't forget to follow us on Spotify, everywhere you stream your podcast, follow us on there. But obviously that playlist is specifically on Spotify. So you need to be using Spotify to access that playlist. The link will be in the bio of our Instagram and our Facebook, be part of our link tree that we've got going on. Mm. But yeah, follow us on there. And of course, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, show us some love. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Musei Mondays with Kyan and Jade.